if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, if you love meat, you'll be happy to know that Sonic just unveiled a new pulled pork cheeseburger. Ooh. Took me a minute to get my brain around that. I'm like, wait, oh, okay, so you got beef and pork. KFC just debuted new smashed potato bowls nationwide. Ooh. And finally, in the world of food, <laughs> are you planning on taking someone between the ages of 11 and 26 years old out to eat soon? Well, these are Gen Z's favorite restaurants. Let's just say they have very expensive tastes. <laughs> when it comes to sit-down restaurants, they love Ruth's Chris. I've eaten there twice my whole wow. life. Once was from a business meeting when I was in public relations and marketing. Go Gen And Z. once was just now to redeem a gift card that someone gave us. Um, first watch Breakfast and Lunch Cafe. And ready for this? Seasons 52. Mom and dad must be paying for all these. No kidding. I don't even eat at these places. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is very refined taste. Yes. I mean, for me, when I was a kid, it was a big deal if we went somewhere that you got a fork and a knife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, it was, you didn't just open the styrofoam little clamshell for I your burger. I was talking to my sister the other day how uh, we would beg dad every once in a while to take us to Wendy's on the way home from church. It was the only fast food place in Jupiter at the time. Mm-hmm. Because there was Burger Chef, but that was over in Tequesta. Mm-hmm. We had we finally got a Wendy's, and oh, it was a big deal go. if we got to go. Coming up in just a minute, are you up on this latest slang word? Are you up to date on the latest slang word? It's sus. Kev, have you heard that one from your kids? Uh, I have not heard that, but I, it, doesn't that word mean like we're going to figure things out? Like we're going to suss this out? No. What is it? It's short for suspicious. Hmm. Uh, According to the Urban Dictionary, it represents a distrust of something. Sus as a noun also means suspect and is usually used to define someone or something that looks suspicious or untrustworthy. It was the number one slang word used by teens in 2023. No kidding. Maybe it's from watching too many, I don't know. BBC TV shows, but yeah, let's get this sussed out and and we'll figure out what we're going to do. I heard that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah that's, that's but what it's always meant to me, but now I'll have to change it. I could say it and people will think I mean something completely different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so have you ever been misunderstood? Maybe something you said or something you posted, people completely mistook or misread what it is that you said. Uh, that, that happened to me very recently. People completely <laughs> mistook something I posted. Tell you what it was next. Maybe you saw it. So if you follow me on social media, you know, this past weekend, uh, my wife was a little under the weather and I posted something about how like kind of bored I was uh, without her. Here's the post. I put Tracy's been in bed, not feeling well. This sounds pathetic, but I don't know what to do on a weekend without her. I've watched soccer, played my guitar. I just am bored. Um, Maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll start a new book. And that was the post with a picture of me and her. So people started responding to that. The maybe I'll start a new book thinking I was writing a book. <laughs> First of all, you've already written one. And right, grammatically, one. I'll write uh, I'll start a new book implies there's an old book. Right. <laughs> I've never written a book. Secondly, would you really want to read a book that I wrote, particularly if it didn't come with crayons? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because I've talked about before writing a, a children's book or getting someone to help me write a children's book about Marco, mm-hmm. our dog, who we adopted from Spain. And he's just lived this very interesting life 
born in a barn, by no means should that dog be living his best life. You know, here in the good old USA, fat and happy, he should be in Spain, you know, unwanted by anyone. But we plucked him from obscurity and here he is, the world's greatest dog. I think it would be cool to write a children's story about Marco. Other than that, I don't know that I have a I don't have a novel or a self-help book. My book would be, how can you help me? (laughs) (laughs) Or would it just be called help? (laughs) Yeah. I'd have to probably send some royalty to the Beatles, but at the end of every chapter, there'd be a little QR code where you could make a donation to help me. (laughs) So with that said, I'm glad we got that misunderstanding cleared up. There will be no book from Kevin forthcoming. I feel like I'm kind of off my game. It used to be if I texted a family member or a friend, it was game on with the emojis. I mean, it was like, how many can I put in here in one text? (laughs) And my friend Heidi and I used to have a war going on. Really? Like you'd try to replace words with an emoji. But I've kind of been lazy lately. I'm toe off my game, my emoji game, and I've got my favorites. And as long as it comes up right there... I'll throw a couple of those in. But if it's way at the end of the scrolling pass, 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 I'm like, so do you have a hope that you can get um, your emoji mojo back? Yeah, I think I am because <laughs> they are releasing 118 new emojis. Mm. And uh, one of them is a brown mushroom. There's uh, I mean, I'm kind of excited because there's people that look like they're in, a, you know, uh, handicapped like wheelchairs and electric chairs. I could have totally used that when my dad was with us. I would have been like, dad and then it would be the guy in the chair mm-hmm. instead of my dad yeah. um there's also i thought this is pretty good for those of us who listen to this radio station there's a broken chain so like if you want to text your friend about the song chain breaker hey there you've you go. got there's an emoji for that there's I wonder a, what, what will most people use that for like a breakup or something like i ditched my or boyfriend like, or yeah like people always you know how people posted right at the turn of the year like these are my no's for 2024. No, no going to events I don't want to go to anymore. I didn't see that. No, yeah, they would use the chain probably for that. Oh, hmm. um, there's even uh, there's people walking, running, kneeling, sitting in wheelchairs, walking with canes. So yeah, I think I got uh, my emoji game again. Hmm. It's, it's got to come back. I'm fascinated by the no thing. People actually posted like these are my like things I'm not going to do this year. Yeah. So here's what I would like like to know. Stress about if you're one of those people now that we're you know, January's in the rearview mirror. Did you keep up with your nose? And do you have any friends left? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I never posted any. (laughs) I say the rule of life is yes and. It's funny that you couldn't. You couldn't. Okay, you couldn't just do the nose. You had to like make them public. I'm a no to this. Like no more gossiping, no more, no more jealousy. Hey, did you no hear so and so is not going to gossip anymore? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you feel like if something crazy is going to happen, it's going to happen to you? <laughs> well, check out this ordeal. A lady named Monica was on a fabulous ski trip in Lake Tahoe and was taking the lift back down the mountain when the gondola stopped. Uh oh. She ended up stranded in midair. For 15 hours overnight, (laughs) the employees just didn't realize she was up there. She screamed so loud, screaming and screaming, help me, help me. And she lost her voice. How was she screaming? 
help me. <laughs> went a little cookie monster there. I was trying not to oh, be too man. loud in people's ears. <laughs> Thank God it was a closed air gondola, not an open air ski lift. So she was able to survive and didn't even need to go to the hospital. She never ended up getting rescued. Her friends had reported her missing, but employees only found out she'd been up there when they got to work the next day, turned the lift back on, and like, oh, this lady got off the gondola. That's, that's different. Poor thing. She's from Chile, and she's probably like, I'm never, was, I'm never going back to the United off, States again. She got off that thing. She was very Chile. Yeah. So coming up in just a minute, anyone in your family adopted, you are going to love this story. This is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good this is such a sweet adoption story. Chris is a firefighter and he and his wife, Brittany, live in Louisville. And they had already adopted two kids and were praying, praying, praying that God would bring them a third child. Well, they just adopted a baby boy named Sam who was surrendered to Chris's fire station almost two years ago. Chris and Brittany have been praying for the whole time that this would happen. Chris said it's an amazing story of grace from a loving mother to choose life for her little baby and then to their family. He said God's hand is absolutely in this. Hmm. I thought this story was such a great example of the safe haven law working. Yeah, yeah. This mom left a note and made sure everyone knew, I love my baby. I want my baby to know I loved him, Hmm. but I just can't raise him. He was like three pounds when she put him in the box. Wow, no kidding. Okay, I'm going to ask you to think way, way back to when you were a kid. That's a long time ago for some of us. (laughs) And what were you obsessed with? Let's talk about that next. So we're asking you to take a trip down memory lane today. Think way, way back when you were a kid. What were you obsessed with? Mm. And uh, I think when I was really little, I was just obsessed with having friends. My mom couldn't find me one day when we moved into our uh, different house and I was going door to door, knocking on the door, asking people if they had any children. <laughs> so I wanted I wanted friends right away. But um, there's some quirky things that kids can into this one little 12 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, when he would get to go to Walmart or Kmart instead of wandering into the toy department, he was beelining to the vacuum cleaners. He was obsessed. And so <laughs> really? finally, his parents bought him a brand new Kirby vacuum for Christmas. <laughs> it was his favorite gift of this year. And his parents loved it because for a while, it only lasted eight months. He did all the vacuuming. <laughs> so what we would like to know is what were you obsessed with? Something odd, you know, I mean, maybe you were obsessed with baseball or a sport or a hobby, but maybe it was something quirky like vacuum cleaners. Mm-hmm. Give mm-hmm. us a call. Hey, Austin, it's Kevin and Taylor. So what were you obsessed with when you were a kid? I, I'm really calling him because of our six-year-old son has a, the craziest obsession ever. And I can't, I cannot understand it. Let's hear it. What is it? It's, he's obsessed. So he's a normal kid, likes normal stuff, sports, Pokemon, all that stuff. But um, he is obsessed crazy about the Titanic, history of the <laughs> Titanic. No way. Like, I mean, like like every day. We, I've, I learned more from him about the Titanic than I ever knew. Wow. <laughs> How old is he? I mean, this boy, he's six. I mean, he's talking about White Star Line tickets. He's talking about <laughs> uh, cutlery. We're talking about... Um, you know the the temperature, the the water, all kinds of stuff. Wow! It's yeah, it, it, it's pretty. We watched Titanic accidentally, and and he walked in 
I don't mean accidentally, but you know. Yeah. He walked in and he's like, what happened to everybody? What happened? <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. I do not know. That was cra- That was unexpected. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So, But he's obsessed <laughs> with everything Titanic now. Fascinating. Wow. Hey, do you allow your kids to go on sleepovers? Some people are saying the sleepover is dead. Hmm. Rather than allow young kids to pack an overnight bag and spend the night at a friend's house, there's a new trend among parents called the sleep under or the late over with parents picking up their kids before it's time to go to sleep. Now, some kids love it because they prefer to sleep in their own bed. That was me. Mm -hmm. I did not like sleepovers as a kid. Other kids are embarrassed to be the kid that has to leave. Now, why are parents doing this? Several reasons. Safety, for example, they might may not be thrilled that the family owns guns or their own child's anxiety about being away from mom and dad overnight. And one compromise is to let kids sleep over with close friends or family, like grandma and grandpa, so that people that you trust so they can learn to get over that anxiety of mm. being away from mom and dad for one night. Now, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, how do you handle the whole sleepover situation in your house? Give us a call. It can cause some anxiety for mom and dad, especially with the first one, first invite. So when that invite comes, is it uh, like, okay, well, let me call the mom and dad. Or do you, are you like, ah, you know, we don't do that in our family. We're talking about the sleepover. How do you handle that with your kids? Is it an automatic, let me have the parent's phone number? Or is it an automatic, we don't do that in our family? Or are you like, oh no, those are great friends. We've known that family forever. Go ahead. We'd love to hear how you handle it. Hey, Holly, we're talking about sleepovers. And Taylor, you were saying they're, they're going out. Yeah, they, some people say they're dead, so they call it the sleep under or the late over, <laughs> and they go pick them up before bedtime. How do you handle it in your family? So it depends on the age of my child. We have three little girls, and um, my oldest is 10, and she didn't get to have friends sleep over until about two years ago. Hmm. We prefer for the friends to come to our house so we can keep an eye on them, but if they're really close friends like family, then we will let her sleep over with them. Um my seven-year-old was invited to a slumber party this past weekend, and we did the, I guess, sleep under. Yeah, um, late, where I late over. Up about 10 o'clock. <laughs> Got and it. come home, which she was totally fine with, but... Yeah, that's what we did in in our house when when the when the girls got invited over. We would say like, you can stay, you can stay until eleven or midnight, and then we're you know you can even wear your PJs, take your sleeping bag. We're going to come get you Um, because my wife had this rule, and it's funny. The time got early and earlier. Nothing she would say, nothing good happens after midnight. Then that became nothing good happens after eleven. And now that our kids are grown, for some reason, it's dropped to (laughs) ten. Yeah, nothing good happens after ten. You know, it's funny, you guys. One of the reasons I hate sleepovers especially from sixth grade on i didn't want my friends to see my greasy pimply face and hair in the morning like (laughs) i can't i can't let that be seen in public i gotta go home ain't nobody want to see that (laughs) (laughs) taylor's all about keeping the illusion going Well, thanks for calling. You got your hands full with three girls. I, I've been there. We have one boy and three girls. So keep up the good work. Thank you. We enjoy y'all. I don't know about you, but teaching your kids how to handle money is a massive job. Massive job. I remember one of my kids got a part-time job, and I think they were making like, I don't know, $7 an hour. I'm like, oh, so how much do you think you're going to make a year? And then she was like, oh, probably about $75,000. I was like, <laughs> okay, we have some work to do here. But there's a third grade teacher that's doing something pretty cool to teach her kids about how to manage money and how expensive life is. We're going to talk about it next. We all, I think, when we hear about kids and their lack of awareness about money, we're like, oh, 
kids these days. But it turns out adults aren't much better. They did a uh, this financial group did a survey of adults about personal finance, and only forty eight percent of the people got all the questions right. And in some demographics, it was as low as 38% of adults getting personal finance questions, right? And uh, Miss Lattimore, a teacher in North Carolina, she saw that happening in her community. And she thought, I'm going to try to do something with my kids so they don't grow up unaware of how to spend money. So She's she, a school teacher? Yeah, she does something pretty unique. Uh, she charges rent. In the classroom. Everybody has Get a job out. in the classroom, like line leader, <laughs> uh-huh. door holder, different jobs, and, and different jobs pay different amounts. If there's more Ooh. responsibility, you get more money. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the week, everybody gets paid and they can decide to spend their money. But then she's like, okay, rent's due. And she'll even raise the rent every now and then. And they're all like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, those are hard lessons for a kid. That's really smart. But yeah, they're learning uh, about short and long-term decisions. And she said she really wants to overcome in Charlotte. They have uh, generational poverty. Mm-hmm. And she wants the kids who they see their parents and their caregivers struggling. She wants them to understand sometimes it's decisions that are made along the way mm-hmm. that lead to that. And she wants them to have the awareness at a very young age. I think that's great. I think it's fantastic. Third grade. She got, Very impressive. Gotta pay the rent. Third grade. We're talking about kids and money. That and was so cool when you told us about that third grade teacher that's trying to teach the kids about finances at such a young she's age. Charging them rent. And uh, just make it like real, like rent just went up. And if if you do this job, you get paid this much. If you mm-hmm. could do this job, you get paid more. And my sister Rhoda just texted me. Uh, her oldest daughter, she said Laura's third grade teacher, Mrs. Ivy, did the same thing. Hey, it was no great. Kidding. She would even do insurance, like flood insurance. They would come back from recess and have the chairs blown over and the desk. And if you didn't have insurance, you'd have to pay. And her <laughs> no daughter kidding. did not have coverage for Uh-oh. that particular storm. <laughs> so after that, she got insurance coverage. And uh, Rhoda said she was her favorite teacher hmm. That she, of all the teachers that her daughters have had. Yeah. She was just so good at getting them ready for life. Yeah. You know what we tried to do with our kids one time? Uh, we had a big trip coming up. And rather than let them earn... Like, okay, if you cut the grass, you get $4. If you do the dishes, you get 50 cents. Instead of doing that, we said, okay, you're starting with, I don't know, 50 bucks. And every time you don't help with something, money goes down. We did we did the opposite. Instead mm. of earning money, they were losing money. Like a swear jar. I, I guess, something like that. I, I don't know if it worked or not. It'd be interesting to talk to them now and say, like, oh, you're an adult looking back on that. Did that help at all? And they would probably tell you no, because we knew you'd give us the money anyway. <laughs> It's terrible on follow through. Sometimes we get so many Amazon deliveries. I'm like, how do they even make money? How do they make money when they're getting like you order something? I don't know. Espresso pods. Like I order those and they arrive that day. That's the only thing they're bringing. Just how do they make money on that? Well, apparently they are not strapped for cash because first they wanted to buy Roomba. Like the company that makes Roombas, mm-hmm. they were they iRobot. Had, mm-hmm. Yeah, they had made a big offer to buy that whole company. Deal fell through, but they still have to pay a termination fee of ninety-four million dollars. Ninety-four million because they're not buying it. Wow. And they're totally okay with My it. My husband's been saying for like a decade that Amazon is gonna rule the world. I think they may already <laughs> be doing it and we're just unaware. Yeah. So we're talking about Amazon and just how addicted all of us are to like just 
click on, click, click, and it shows up at your house right, that day. The instant day. gratification is awesome. For the first time ever, my husband, this sounds like an old sentence, called Amazon to complain. I'll tell you what happened next. So this is pretty wild. For the first time ever, my husband actually old school called Amazon to complain. And it's because he couldn't find how to do it on the website. So he's like, all right, I'll find a number. And what it is, is um, we get successful deliveries all the time. Mm -hmm. Our request on the account, front door, front door, please put it by the front door, front door. Okay. Well, every once in a while, it's like every fifth order, the Amazon driver puts the item by our garage, right where my husband's tire would absolutely roll over it. No kidding. Like, there's no way. We don't have a camera out there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's no way that we you know. Would know. Yeah. And so, like, I was pulling out yesterday and I had to text my husband in case he ran an errand because he works from home. I said, Hey, before you go anywhere, those coffee mugs I ordered for the Kevin and Taylor are right show <laughs> are right behind your back tire. Hmm. And he, he was like, that's enough. We're and so he, <laughs> I've and had enough. <laughs> he said they were so nice and said, you know what? We've got a note in your file and they apologize. And yeah. they have got excellent customer service, old school style. When you get a real huh. person on the phone, did he say I'm fed up and I'm not going to no, take it anymore. He's always super nice. He's like, uh, this is not good. He goes, if we had ordered like a new iPad or a Kindle, it would have been in a million pieces. Hmm. So I was eating dinner the other night with my sister, brother-in-law, husband, niece, and a little controversy came up. And I want to see if you guys can weigh in, see what side you're on. Hmm. We're going to talk about it next. See, the other night we're having dinner. It was me, my sister, my brother-in-law, my husband, and my niece. And my sister's on TikTok, and she was telling me about this uh, video that's trending where this guy gets on and says, these are things that husbands should always do for their wives. I was like, ooh. And she looked over her husband. She goes, you do a lot of these, babe. And I was like, oh, is this going to get controversial? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's funny because she started to read it and I was like, eh, that's kind of nice. But it, w- it sounded very, very old school. So she listed always put gas in her car. Even if her tank's only half empty, just go get gas and top off your wife's tank. And I'm like, I always pump all my own gas. Um, trash. Always take the trash out. Glenn it's takes my job. the trash. It's my yeah. job. I collect it all from all the little tiny trash cans all over the house. Yeah, same. He takes it to the street. Um, car repairs. My husband does that. Makes me feel so loved when he like checks my oil and my tire pressure. And then if there needs to be something done, he takes it in. Um, but it was really funny to see my husband's take on it. He goes, that... That seems a little bit like a little old school to me. You mean you're telling me the the wife can scrub the gnarly, nasty toilet, but God forbid she touch a nice, clean trash bag and put it <laughs> out. And it just, I'm like, it just seemed a little narrow. And it kind of started this conversation in our family of, and so I told him about the lady we talked about the other day on the show who's felt like a single married mom mm-hmm. because her husband just did not Didn't pitch anything, in at right. all. And then we praised husbands that yeah. do pitch in. So anyway, I was wondering what you think of that. Is that a little narrow? Just a couple of tasks and the husband can check, check, check. See, I'm a good husband because I take out the trash and I, I fill her tank with gas. Mm. <laughs> and do you hate getting gas? Is that something your husband does for you? <laughs> I'm curious. 
Hey, Mary. So did you hear about the little controversy my sister started by bringing up this guy on TikTok who says, these are the things that husbands should always do for their wives. What, what Do you think that list is uh, long enough? <laughs> long enough, I don't know. But I definitely think that like some of the things are a little antiquated. Like I, I did the ceiling fans in our house. Like I installed those. Oh, that's wow. awesome. That's good for you. Because in our house, if that was man's work, we would have lopsided ceiling fans that make a lot of noise. <laughs> and it's just because I have time. And I think that normally people would think that's like a, a man's job. Huh. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Because my, my dad, I come from a long line of people who are very handy. My dad built his own log cabin. Wow. I mean, th- yeah, that is like his world. My his, dad knew how to build, too. His lane. And mm-hmm. I did not get that gene in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but my wife... She has a tendency to when I do some type of home fix it project, like we had a limb fell on our fence and it knocked out one of the planks in the fence. Mm-hmm. And I went to went to the Home Depot store, got a plank, pretty much matched, and it took me a little while because it took some maneuvering to get it slid into where it had to go, but I did it. Yeah. I got it done. She will overreact with encouragement to that, and I know she's doing it. And I'm like, "Hun, I get it. You want me to do more stuff like this, but that's not going to help." The reverse, reverse psychology saw right, right. through it. It's almost like she's going, "Hercules, Hercules." <laughs> well, you she tried. Did it. You did it. See, you can do things.